Welcome to another episode of Based News Network. Me and Sophie are here to deliver the news epic style. I am your host, Punk Revolution Now, aka Kayo, and this is Sophie, aka Joan of Arca on Instagram. Say hi, Sophie. Hi. How's it going, everyone? I hope you all had a freaking wonderful um, time watching the World Cup. Because, well, I guess actually, I'm 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 guessing a lot of people who are listening to our podcast don't watch the World Cup. It's it's possible, actually. Kyle, are you aware that a lot of st- people on Stan Twitter love the World Cup? I did not know that. Well, everybody goes Stan. It makes a lot. It makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Because people on Stan Twitter love to rally behind a tribe. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, and they go hard. So, um. A lot of a lot of people on Stan Twitter just like they kind of pause their uh, Stan activities and tweet about the World Cup. So I mean, I guess a, I guess the World Cup is really unifying. It's literally epic. So it's special. I'm just gonna give just a quick because I'm sure there's lots of people who are like yes, I'm sure there's lots of Stan people who like the World Cup. But I'm gonna be honest. I think there's probably still a decent amount of people listening who really don't give a crud about the World Cup. So I'm gonna give my Quick, and Sophie, you can chip in if you have anything to say about this. My quick we'll see. summary of the World Cup so you can go to parties and be able to talk about it like you know what you're talking about. So, the World Cup was won by Argentina. Yay! And it was Argentina versus France. And the reason this is epic is because Argentina is literally freaking obsessed with soccer. It is a soccer obsessed country. It's a very it's a country well, you know, if you just look at the statistics about Argentina versus France, all right? So, France is a country that has a, a GDP per capita that is four times larger than Argentina. So, it's literally like four times wealthier than Argentina. It's a France is a, pop, a country with a higher population than Argentina. It's more politically powerful, it's more culturally relevant with Paris, blah 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 blah. Obviously, France is like one of the freaking centers of the freaking universe. But Argentina, maybe it doesn't have as much money or power as France, but they but sure they got a love of soccer. But they sure as heck know how to play freaking soccer. I studied abroad in Buenos Aires and it was like nuts. It's like if you you know how if you go to North Korea, you're going to see like posters and statues everywhere of like Kim Jong Un. If you go to Argentina, you're going to see the same thing except with the soccer players. That sounds kind of cool, honestly. Yeah, I know it's cool. I mean, that's obviously an exaggeration, but it's very, very cool. It's like they they, they have us, you know. They're they, it's like it's a huge deal for them. Like, oh, an Argent, Argent. I guarantee you, Argentina winning. Like everybody in Argentina today is like they're like crying tears of joy. It's a very emotional event for them. So, so I have a question for you, Kayo. So, yeah. um, I know that Argentina loves soccer. Um, and I also know that Brazil and Argentina have a rivalry, especially in sports. Um, so do you think Brazilians are, because you're Brazilian, do you think that Brazilians are happy that Argentina be- beat France or were they more rooting for France because um, I would they're s- not Argentina? <laughs> you my, know what I mean? Yeah, my impression is they probably were rooting for Argentina, but like, they're not like thrilled Argentina won because Argentinians or Argentines are going to be really freaking annoying about it. 
like they're gonna all like make fun of their Brazilian <laughs> friends and stuff, and like it's gonna be a pain. And um, yeah, so I don't know. I think it's just like a more romantic, fun story. If Brazil wins, or sorry, if Argentina wins over France, because France won last time. Yeah, you know, true. It's nice for South, you know, South America is such an epic continent that just South gets, America's epic. It gets neglected, you know, in in so many ways. But this is like their one way where the South history a- and culture and like pop culture is so interesting. Yeah, and unique. It was an extremely close game, like so intense, like Argentina barely won but they won so kind of everybody if you have an argent argentine friend go give them a hug say congrats i guarantee you every single person from argentina right now is really happy and just tell them that brazil's still the better team but we're gonna be celebrating yeah i know i had to drop that how does your how does your dad feel i think the same way i feel you know like that i just kind of described like there you know my dad has like a ton of friends from argentina they're gonna like really just give him hell for it um but you know ultimately like i said like you know how like the united states is like obsessed with like i don't know like their military and like i don't know like you you think of like you know it's like soccer is like marvel for argentina it's like the set i wish i wish that were the truth for the united states too i feel like it would make i think i would be a sports fan if we had like good soccer teams yeah i think so too so yes, I do think you know. I think there there is like a wholesome kind of. Uh, a- yeah, aspect yeah, of I'm the happy for Argentina. Argentina's got epic. They got the musical Evita about them. So, they do. You know, it's epic. So South and South America had their W. At least Argentina did, um, and 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 Morocco too. Morocco was the first first African country to to make it to. The semifinals, so some some kind of like fun little you know romantic stories in the World Cup. Everybody coming together and playing Epic. soccer. So that's that. Uh, and now we're gonna get to uh, let's Sophie. Let's talk about Chat GPT, which is I think one of the most uh, I don't even know what the right word for this prolific. insane, yeah, prolific, insane, crazy, scary, but epic. Dystopian, the kind dystopian, of fun, yeah, dystopian uh, things, otherworldly. It feels like magic, really. It does. Yeah, it's it's literally magic. So, Chat GPT. So, Kaya, what is what is Chat GTP? Oh, you already you already knew you you knew before I even got to start that I was about to mansplain this. So, <laughs> Chat GPT is a technology developed by OpenAI. That is, it's literally, uh, it's an AI that you can you can send a message to, and the responses it's going to give you are going to blow your mind because it gives you very like eloquent, well written, not necessarily like inc- you know, not easy to understand. Yeah, it's easy not to understand jargon or anything like that. Yeah, and it can be anything. You can ask like questions about history. Oh, it can be me. math questions. Sophie's, what, what have you, you got some good stories you've written? Okay, so the first thing I did with chat GTP, besides I looked up, okay, first I looked up a few like history questions relating to like research I was doing um, for my one of my classes about Japan because I studied Japanese, like Imperial Japan, but this was like more modern Japan. Anyway, just a little insight into my life. Um, anywho, so I looked, I, I looked in at chat gtp and saw what they had to say and they were giving i mean i don't know what to use it was giving 
very accurate information that like closely aligned with my own analysis and take on the situation and I had already like basically written a paper about it um which was very eerie and I was impressed and I I thought oh god like I mean I don't intend to be like a fully fledged historian like I don't but I but I was like a little worried or just amazed and shocked at how incredibly great it was at at answering the question and I wondered, like, oh, God, what's the history? Well, I mean, what's I'm sorry, what's the future of um, like historical writing or like writing about history when like AI is this good right now? And it's, you know, uh, forecasted to get like rapidly more intelligent and better. I just can't even imagine like what the future of that of hist- history writing is going to be. So that's a little scary. And luckily, I don't really plan on being a historian in the traditional sense um but that was that was interesting but then um of course i naturally moved into more personal matters and i made i made the chat gtp write a lot of fan fiction for me um the various fan fictions that i thought of um and this was really fun so a lot of everyone knows about kayo uh, punk revolution now and and anthony fantano's rivalry so I made Chat GT- GTP write like romantic fan fiction about them, and they were really good. And I, I did. A, they were super a lot of, good. I was doing I was doing a lot of iterations of of them, like on the Titanic and a duel. Yeah, an 18th um, century duel. It was really yeah. good. It was it was actually pretty amazing how like they nailed all the tropes of Reddit. fan fiction. I like, did one about a Reddit battle. And it it identified um, Anthony Fantano with like r slash indie heads, right? And then yeah, r slash music and yeah, r slash music was for Kyo. Yeah, Sophie literally said, "Hey, Chat G, uh, GPT, write fan fiction about Anthony Fantano and Kyo going to war on Reddit." And then like it was literally like r slash music sided with me and r slash indie heads sided with fantano or something like that like the 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 ai already knew like what subreddits to like talk about and wild uh, yeah you could you could do like literally if you want to say like write me an essay about romeo and juliet it'll do that that. it can compare like historical figures and characters in books and such such things um, it can write poetry and songs, although those aren't amazing. But yeah. another, like an interesting thing too, and I, I spent like hours like after just playing around with it, seeing, I asked it like philosophical questions. I asked it about like hypothetical evolution. Like I asked like what would happen if like dolphins evolved to have like human-like intelligence, like what would their societies be like? And the AI gave me some interesting answers about that. Um, but it also can do recipes. So I like, looked up some like obscure like Korean. I really like Korean food. So I looked up some Korean recipes, like kind of like complex. Like I asked about like certain Korean dishes and it gave it like instantly gave me a, a recipe that was like super easy and, and like like sounded about right because I've made these dishes before. Um, so I think I'll, I don't know, like it makes me want to use chat yeah. gtp for my personal yeah. like instead of google because it's you get like a concise answers without yeah. it's like, like it's like a media having to look through a bunch of other bull crap you know yeah it's it you know it's it's like it's kind of like you know the the ai art that's been coming out this year has been like outstanding to the point where like uh 
it kind of has actual practical use where there's lots of times you can just kind of use it without necessarily needing to like pay a few hundred bucks to an artist because the chat the art the the ai art is probably going to satisfy your like commercial needs frankly um well now now we have like an ai that like is when it comes to actual just like knowing stuff like it's literally better than google you know like and this is just like just came out like a week and a half ago if you haven't had a chance to it's free you just like literally it's really fun i would recommend it's super fun it's scary but it's really fun I know it was funny when you were talking about like the the history questions. You were like, I was worried and amazed and shocked. Like that's literally yeah. the, the the perfect I, I way to describe really it. I was really stunned. I was stunned by it. Yeah, because it's already like I kind of feel like okay, we're done. Like everyone, stop developing AI. Like this is Guys, everything what we, do we need from AI. Like, what do we need to do at this point? Like I, I'm scared. I'm honestly yeah. scared. This is happening way more quickly than I thought it would with yeah, the development exactly. of AI. I never thought like at my age, like in my early 20s, that uh, that AI would be this good. Yeah, so we are here to tell you as your official primary source of news, AI is about to fudge shiz up. Because this just dropped, we know it's about to get a lot better. Um, and also like, there's going to be like a bunch of rich people who are going to be like fiddling around with it to try to figure out how to practically use it. Make it profitable. So, to make it profitable. Like basically, yeah, there's going to be like lots of jobs that you currently currently pay like 50000 60000 $70,000 a year to have someone with like a brain do it. Now, like some, you, you could, you could do like a lot of different jobs that involve, involve like writing little blips and little whatever, you know, lots of little different jobs you have to write like you know surface level but like eloquently written stuff this thing just can do it for you in literally like a second so uh yes there's reason to be there's reason to be a little nervous about it obviously like the big fear is that we end up creating something smarter than humans that is sentient and then is able to like destroy us or some crazy crap like that i remember that was like one of like the first conversations kyle and i had or like one of the few like first ones we did yeah so not quite i do remember that i still think about it i don't think we're quite there yet um but it's like it definitely makes it you makes you kind of like pause like holy crud um you know there's there's i don't do you know about like luddites sophie of course yeah yeah so i mean for people who have, who don't who who are listening, we're who might in the not Luddite. Really know. I saw I actually saw an article about like the neo Luddite movement. Yeah, Luddites are definitely like the Luddite debate is definitely kind of coming back up again because uh, for those of you who don't who don't know, Luddites were um, a 19th century group of uh, British laborers who worked at like a, a like some like mill mills, or something right? like that, like yeah, textile mills or textile something like mills, that. yeah. And and once there was like better technology to help with whatever they were manufacturing that made like a lot of their jobs obsolete, a lot of luddites they like broke into the factories and destroyed the these uh, these new te- like whatever it was the the technology that was like you know weaving whatever for them because they were concerned that the technology was gonna was was taking their jobs and they they wanted to stop the technology from taking their jobs. And obviously, you know, this is, it's a, it's a, it's a debate that's reviving itself because, um, well, you know, obviously you fast forward 200 years from the future we're, we're we're all thankful now that our technology has evolved from the 19th century, thank God. Uh, and it's not like, 
it's not like the unemployment rate is at like 99% because, you know, the, the argument is, is technology makes things cheaper to produce. That's going to lower prices. More people are going to have more money and they're going to invest it in other stuff, which is going to create more jobs. Uh, but, you know, like there is also the other argument that's like, how can you be so sure with new technology, this is actually going to translate into lower prices. Who's who's to say that Facebook and Amazon aren't just going to, you know, fire a bunch of people and then take the difference for themselves and, and get a higher profit? And, uh, you know, you it's it's like a, it's a it's a big, scary question, because with with technology this advanced and with, you know, how un, unequal our society is with the aggressively monopolistic how just just how monopolistic tech companies are right now like yeah things eventually worked out for the better with new technology so like the the big fears of the luddites didn't play out but, but who who's freaking to say, knows who's to say we the luddites of today aren't wrong you know exactly yeah it's a, it's like a, it's an open-ended question like i i think we should roll with it like i don't think you have a choice you know i think like the yeah the, there's not the, much we can do at this point so yeah like we just gotta roll with it and just like you know prepare to unionize and fight whatever whatever we gotta do i, I really hope that this just i hope that this makes life easier in some ways i, I don't know i i'm sure it will in some some respect that I do know like a lot of like artists who are really really upset about this understandably so um yeah and I think th- and we've, we've talked about this earlier on the podcast but um I think AI art is really cool just like that the idea that it can exist is really fascinating and it's like fun to look at and like imagine stuff it's a fun thing but um I think that it should be separated or at least disclosed as being AI generated so that, you know, <laughs> like real artists don't become obsolete. Um, because yeah. Yeah. I mean, lack, I, I mean, they may look cool, but they probably, they do lack the, they, they're missing something. You can tell there's like a something. little, there's a little bit of soul missing in but them. But I'm so. sure some like legit artists will use AI art in a creative way that's kind of like unconventional and like maybe yeah, compile. Yeah. Like I'm sure someone will do something cool with it. Um, and I think it's worthy of like existence. I just yeah. hope, I really hope, maybe I hope there's some laws passed that like say like companies can't like use AI generated art or for their like commercial purposes i don't know i i don't know i don't have much faith in america for that but i mean that would be cool i mean i'm cool with like frankly like if if you're if you're like someone whether you're a company or just like a person who either could pay four hundred dollars and then wait like a month for an artist to make you art that you might end up not liking versus like immediately for free make like 30 different variations of art that is going to like perfectly satisfy you. Like, I think, you know, you go ahead, use the AI art, but I do think, you know, that this is going to save a lot of people money, save corporations a lot of money and screw over artists. Then I think we just need a much better welfare state, you know? So like, instead of like forcing people to pay $500 to an artist to make art, they might not, might not like maybe with all the money saved, that we don't have to pay these artists anymore. We can just give these unemployed artists like money until they find they like find some way to, I don't know, adjust to the new the new world of AI art. You know, like I don't know. I've, this, I don't know. I've read recent like I've read before that like there's like this argument right that with AI and uh, like AI be- 
taking over jobs, etc., etc., will like create a like a flourishing art movement, like a renaissance of like creativity. Because if people don't have to work, they'll make art. And yeah, I hope so. I hope so. I don't know. That would be cool. That'd be epic. Yeah. I don't know no, how. Like, I feel like that would completely restructure society. But yeah, it'd be really epic if Kyle and I could just like be professional memers, YouTuber, podcasters. Yeah. Well, the the AIs are gonna make really good memes pretty soon. They're already making pretty good memes. I think. But... Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah, but no, I agree. Like, no you one can is just safe, kinda... guys. It's kind of crazy, though, to think we're having this conversation where, like, we have technology that can do a bunch of tedious tasks for us. And instead of, like, us all celebrating by this advancement, like, the initial reaction is fear. You know, like, we should live in a world where if technology can do a bunch of cool stuff, we get to just dick around all day and not have to worry about work because technology can do it for us. But that's just, like, not how, you know, capitalism works right now, unfortunately. So we'll have to see. You know, it's going to be a political battle to make sure it is it does it is used to make all of us have our lives a little bit easier rather than making it harder for us to find a, a good paying job. So we'll see. We'll see. And on, I know like we probably should move on to the next topic, but one thing I do want to say is I really do wonder how like chat GTP is going to affect students. And I mean like younger students in high school who have to write essays about stuff when chat GTP can generate a solid essay for you in like a minute or less. I'm just going to go ahead and say right now, everybody who's listening, who is still in high school or middle school, maybe, I don't know, who knows, or college, just stop doing your homework. Just go on chat GPT and copy <laughs> and paste your questions in there. And it's going to give you the, the correct answer. Like you're, you're, you're done. You're lucky. Just, <laughs> just do chat. I'm not kidding. Like why stress yourself out? Just use, ch- you, 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 this is for the teachers to worry about. The teachers have to figure out how to, to fix this. You can just, just get the answers. Wink, wink. Um, Little, my, that's, that's my punk philosophy. That's it. That's his punk philosophy. I mean, yeah, it's interesting. I wonder if like this will affect intelligence and development. If, we'll see. You know, I, yeah, it's going to make us stupider while able, the AI yeah, gets smarter. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, I'm mostly thinking about the younger generation who has to like, who's like still practicing like critical thinking and writing and stuff. Yeah. No, it's true. It's true. I mean, like, it, it is true. Technology does sometimes make you a little stupider. Like, um, I mean, if you, know, you literally like, can't write an essay, like, well, I mean, like, I bet, like, all. I bet, like, cavemen would, like, think I'm an idiot because I can't start a fire. You know what I mean? But that's just because, like, I have technology now, like, that go I can on, do stuff. Go on chat GTP and look it up. Yeah, no, that it will tell me like, well, we don't have very much information about cavemen, but we do know there were some cavemen in the Mesopotamian area that knew how to do fires really well. Epic. All right, so if we want to move on to uh, an even more advanced and high IQ <laughs> and futuristic topic. Yes, well, um, it's my <laughs> Sophie's turn to like, talk yes. about <laughs> yes. Um, so. RuPaul's Drag Race season 15 is premiering very shortly on drumroll January 6th, an epic day in American history. It's Um, our turn for rioting. Yeah, there will be rioting in the streets for this. Um, Of course, everyone knows that January 6th was when they they raided the the Trump people raided the the thingy, okay? Um, Let's raid Trump's house. Anyway, let's raid Trump's house. Um, 
That's another Kyo song, by the way. Um, anywho, so on January 6th, RuPaul's Drag Race season 15, of course, the American version is going to premiere on MTV, not VH1. So um, as a lot of people know, uh, Drag Race started on Logo, which is a channel on like a cable network that like was marketed, were marketed shows towards um, like LGBTQ people. Pretty his like pretty um like a pro i would say like a proto like like source of like lgbtq like media because like i don't know it was a channel devoted to like lgbtq content or whatever so it was kind of like a rare thing at the time it was special and um so rupaul's drag race it was special so um rupaul's drag race started on logo and as it became more and more popular it moved to VH1 in, I want to say, 2017. Um, and VH1 is owned by Viacom, which is a media, like, broadcasting juggernaut. They own a lot of stuff. And they also own MTV, and they also own Paramount and, like, Paramount Plus, where a lot of, uh, like, recently, a lot of, like, RuPaul's Drag Race all-star seasons have been, um, like, added to Paramount Plus. Like, now, now they stream through Paramount Plus instead of on VH1. So we're moving now to MTV, and I thought, okay, that's interesting. Why, why, like, you might be, like, thinking, okay, why would that happen? Like, VH1 and MTV, like, aren't they the same thing? Like, they're under Viacom, you know? Um, And what I've read is that moving to MTV is going to facilitate more international drag race seasons. I've talked about this before. There's been a proliferation of international drag race shows. Canada, um, God, there's there's so many. Canada, France. There's going to be one in Sweden. There's Thailand. Uh, there's going to be some. In, there's going to be one in Korea. I think Japan. I'm so excited. I hope so. Japan. Yes! Um, there's gonna there's gonna be a new one in Brazil. This is like under MTV. There's gonna be in Brazil uh, for Kayo. Um, there's gonna be uh, was Mexico. Was that sus? I'm sorry. I thought maybe you'd it's like. Okay. I like well, it. No, I like it. You like it. So um, there's this like a million in UK. There's a million uh, offshoots of RuPaul's Drag Race now. Um, that and this kind of happened very rapidly in like I would say the past two years two to three years there's been this rapid output of international drag race franchises and i i've read that um moving to mtv will somehow facilitate that i don't really know how or why i don't really know the insights of how this stuff works and i can only guess i don't know it's probably maybe it's cheaper and easier to do i don't really know but um yeah so Hmm. that's an interesting thing but there are more things to talk about what do you think kyle I would say I am just in shock that you know all this stuff. Like that was a whole like dissection <laughs> dissection of RuPaul's networks. Let's just like, say I'm is... a big fan. So for context, I'm a big fan of RuPaul's Drag Race, and I have been for a long time because I started watching the first season of RuPaul's Drag Race. I'm one of those rare people not to not to brag, but started watching in 2009 with uh season one with my mom and i was very confused so i didn't know what a drag queen was um at the time but anyway so i i've been watching the show for like 13 years now um 
and I've it's definitely influenced me in a lot of ways. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, uh, it's influenced me in more ways than I could ever like articulate. And I love I love RuPaul's Drag Race, but now like as I'm older, I love, I've seen how the show has evolved. I've like experienced its golden age, which kind of happened in like the early 2010s. Um, so I experienced this golden age. I've seen how it's expanded, how RuPaul has changed and become increasingly materialistic and such. Uh, I've seen the controversy, sexual misconduct with Sherry Pie, you know, like I've, I've gone through it. I've seen it all and I'm able to sort of critically look at how the show's evolved and like their financial moves and whatever. Like there's a lot to look at. So, um, I find it extremely fascinating and I mean I'm just a fan of the show but it's so important to my life that I am I'm I'm able maybe it's the historian in me but it's very fun to to look at it this way. Yeah, I'm wondering if the whole like international thing maybe like MTV is like a brand that is just they've inv- like that like Viacom has already invested more in getting like f- out there around the world. I feel like MTV is just That's like a, a, a name. MTV that, like, is more iconic than VH1, definitely. Yeah, m- maybe um, they haven't inv- maybe like VH1 infrastructure doesn't like exist as well, internationally as MTV I does. I thought that as well until I did some more investigating. And Ooh. I found, and I was like, okay, maybe there's only MTV in Brazil and Germany and uh, Mexico. And to my surprise, in Brazil, I looked into Brazil, they have a VH1 channel. In Germany, they have a VH1, but they also have MTV. So mm. that being said, well, it is still possible that their MTV like presence is stronger. And I wouldn't mm-hmm. doubt that. MTV is more iconic in general. Um, so I think that's a possibility, but... There are still VH1 channels. Um, and also there's the question of Drag Race UK, which is, of course, on BBC, the BBC. So that mm. is a whole other can of worms. But That's a mystery. Why, do, why, why would they do this? I think it's hmm. cheaper. I don't know. The one thing with BBC, so it's BBC is um, funded through taxpayer dollars, right? So yeah. Um, the thing about VH1, I mean, BBC is there's a rule that you can't give prize money away. So the queens who compete on RuPaul's Drag Race UK don't win any money or any prizes. Instead, they get a all-expenses-paid trip to um, Hollywood where they'll film, like, uh, like their own TV show. Um, and, like, that will, like, air through World of Wonder. World of Wonder is RuPaul's Drag Race production company. Um, and they have their own streaming service, Well Presents Plus. Uh, yes, I have Well Presents Plus. Um, so, yeah. Anywho, so it's all, it's very complicated stuff. Um, and I think, Kyle, I think you are right. I think that MTV will somehow, I don't know, I have no idea. But they are switching. So, But that's not all I want to talk about with RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, some notable things about this new season course it's crazy to think wow there are 15 seasons now of, of just like the u.s season and not not including all-star seasons which there have been i want to say like yeah there's been seven all-star seasons now and they recently did an all winners which was like crazy because we all thought it would never happen and it did finally happen so that was crazy too um but now one something really fun about this season is there's a there's a set of twins on the show um one of them is named Sugar, and one of them is named Spice. 
and they're two they're twins they kind of look like bratz dolls one of them's kind of like goth and one of them's more like sparkly and like pink you know like so they're really playing into that um twin dynamic it's like the show it's like the show wednesday where they have roommates one that's sparkly and the other that's goth it's exactly like that um spoiler alert to our later discussion anyway we're gonna talk about um, wednesday a little bit we will so um there's going to be twins and I know about these twins because they are kind of big on TikTok and they have been for a, a year or so, a couple of years maybe. Um, and the TikTokification of RuPaul. Well, that's exactly what I was going to talk about. So Yay! there have been a few TikTok famous ish drag queens on RuPaul's Drag Race franchises. And I think only as far as I know on Drag Race U- uh, Canada, there was a few queen, a couple queens who were kind of TikTok famous. Um, I'm, I've watched, I've seen all of Canada. I'm not the biggest expert on Canadian queens, um, but I know there are two. One of them's like a math, like the, her thing is that she does math, but she's a drag queen, so she explains math to you in drag. And then I can't remember the other one, what she does, but um, there might be even be another one in Canada. I remember that was a plot point on one of the seasons, so... Um, but this, they're like really big on TikTok and I'm curious to see how TikTok has impacted the drag scene because RuPaul's Drag Race completely changed the drag scene, um, and kind of created a, a situation where now people are growing up watching RuPaul's Drag Race because it's been lo- around long enough. And the reason that they are starting drag is because of RuPaul's Drag Race, if that makes sense. So yeah. before people were just drag queens because they were drag queens, you know what I mean? And now people are becoming drag queens simply because they want to be on the show or they're inspired mm. by the show. So my my so there's already been sort of an evolution of the drag scene, but I'm curious to see like how like being a TikTok person where which is much different than performing cuz as far as I know they've done a, a a couple performances in real life, so they're not uh, you know a big component of of being a drag queen is performance. Um, and this has been a question recently, like look queen and like aesthetics. Okay, sorry, I'm going on, no, no, going no. on a tangent. It's all good. I was just, I was just gonna say, it does sound to me not only like a TikTok, TikTokification of RuPaul, but possibly is like a TikTokification of the entire like what it means to be a drag queen. You know, because I, I absolutely, it's, it's yeah. Like it's what, like uh, to me, I've always thought, yeah, like performance. Like, being a drag queen is, like, to me, like, synonymous with, like, the performances. And, I mean, I guess you could now make the argument... Now it's much more about aesthetics and Yeah, fashion. I mean, I guess you could make the argument that, like, doing TikToks is kind of a performance, but it's just, like, it's a different thing. It's not, like... And you might even argue that they're lip-syncing. There's lip-syncing involved on TikTok. But mm, um, yeah, it true. started as a lip-syncing app, of course. But um, that's not yeah, the same is- thing. This is something that I have, like, a knee-jerk reaction to. Like, maybe it's just part of getting older, but, like, it does seem that TikTok creators are having a very large influence, like, in every sphere of the the world. Like, music, me- yeah, movies. Yeah, it, it pisses and, me off a lot, honestly. And it's like, I, I just lie. feel like TikTok... Yeah, no, it's like, I mean, I... I, tr- it I like use TikTok everyone is getting while. more stupid. <laughs> yeah, I, I just... I, I know, it's like... It's for, I don't know. I... I Maybe it's because maybe it's because like you you don't like what you don't understand. I just don't really understand TikTok that way. I, like, I don't use understand. TikTok. I use it once a day. I would say for like maybe fifteen minutes tops, and I enjoy it. It's 
it's like I don't know it's fun to see like little dumb videos and a lot of the videos that I watch are like about like a lot of them are just slideshows of like images or like cool pictures like 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 from a Pinterest or something like a fashion or like art and stuff um I enjoy it it's fun um but I I haven't been very successful at becoming a TikToker myself and I don't really want to be. I know that's sort of like the move. And as like for me as like a social media person, maybe I should be getting more involved in TikTok. And I know like having TikTok skills is important for like people who want to work in social media. So I've been trying. It's just hard for me to get into actually making TikToks. I enjoy watching them more than definitely more than like I'm making them. Um, So we'll see. But yeah, I mean, I guess like for me, so my I think I, I have a quick anecdote that I think sums up my frustration with TikTok. Right. So I was on TikTok recently and I saw this funk band playing, you know, funk. Funk is a genre that if you don't know, is like it it, it was invented by and innovated by and created by African-Americans like black Americans in like the 60s and 70s okay it is like you cannot separate the fact that like funk as a genre you cannot separate funk as a genre from like the history of like the cultural output of black people in America you can't separate that all right and then you go on TikTok and then there's this like all white funk band all white just like 19 year old all white college students who are clearly like in music school playing like the the corniest funk music ever that sucks ass it's so like <laughs> it's like so like you can tell they're 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 they're, they're, they're music students they're, they're playing it like you know pristine and bland and like technical and then they they have like a hundred plus thousand a hundred thousand plus followers and are getting praised and like, yeah, okay, cool. Like you can, you can, you know, if you're scrolling through TikTok and you hear like a fun little funky groove, you know, yeah, you're going to like it because it sounds cool and it's fun and stuff. But like, that is like the least funk thing I've ever heard in my life. And that is like now the commercially successful funk is like a bunch of good looking white college students playing like the most like commercial funk music ever it's like it just makes it just like makes me want to rip my hair out you know yeah that's a perfect anecdote and it, it does tie into drew falls drag because drag race because now and i think this has been going on for a while with like instagram right kind of when instagram became big like there was this question okay like there's there's a difference between like a traditional drag queen and a look queen or a bedroom queen and that means like you only do drag in your bedroom and like you just do makeup looks and like outfits and you don't actually perform you aren't like doing real drag and there's debate on like if that's valid i think that like i love there are a lot of like look queens i really enjoy so on drag race there have been like of course like people like drag queens who have come up on instagram and become famous on instagram because of their aesthetics and like when they come to the show they they can't perform or sometimes they can you know but um so that's kind of a thing and i wonder if like the conversation now is going to shift okay you're just a tiktok queen you know like you're a tiktok queen um and like is that going to rule in their favor if that makes sense like you know this kind of reminds me a bit of the chat gpt conversation or like the <laughs> or rather the, the like ai art conversation cuz it's like yeah the ai the ai art is good in the same way that like the tiktok funk is good which is like okay yeah it it it, it like is 
it's so it's it's good but it's soulless like it's good for the ai it's good for the algorithm you know yeah uh, and that's I hate a great to, point and i don't want to yeah. take away from like people's like art or talented or whatever like i'm i actually yeah. think that these drag queens are really cool like i love their outfits and stuff they look like brat dolls yeah. i love brat dolls um so i'm really excited and i'm really excited to see like the twin dynamic on on the show like and that you just know they're gonna make them lip sync against each other and it's gonna be like a double shante you just know they're gonna do that so yeah um like i'm excited for the like i love reality tv love dissecting reality tv so it's gonna be fun but that being said of course there's there is that question of um Maybe I'm just jealous, you know? I don't think so. I mean, I, <laughs> I think that's a valid critique. I think a lot of people share your critique on, on this stuff. Okay. Because so. I do There's... have some, I mean, yeah. I mean, TikTok's a big platform, and I have friends on TikTok who are very funny and big, and you do too. So it's, we're not trying to say the entirety of TikTok is a shit show. There are some but... great, great talents on TikTok that I've, like, yeah. come to know. Or really smart people. Um, like, that, that adult is, like, a really, she's a really good, tiktok fashion commentator and we're friends kind of she's great i want to have her on this podcast um oh speaking of that um so i forgot to say this but one of the rupaul's drag race queens on the new season follows jenna varka because i was looking through all the accounts and i was like i saw the like follow back i saw the follow back thing i'm like oh my god so thank you princess poppy for following me being a Joan of Arca fan, I hope someday we can we can talk or hang Sophie. out, and I would love to have you on the show and talk about RuPaul's Drag Race. This oh my is an goodness. honor. We need to. Oh my, Sophie, we need to do a. Uh, what's her name? Miss Poppy. Princess Poppy. Princess Poppy. We need to do a Princess Poppy episode special. Not necessarily. I, I mean, maybe we can love, have. I would but love. I would mean, like, love to. We should I, just like. I shot her a DM. I said like, Oh my gosh! Like you follow Jennifer? That's so cool. Thank you. Basically, and I don't think she's seen it. She in this like stage of RuPaul's Drag Race, like before the premiere, like press is crazy, and I know they're super busy, yeah. so I don't expect her to see it. But I All hope right. if she well, does, or I maybe I'll Ru- email her or something. But this is mo- this that is would more be incredible. This is more important than the World Cup is who's going to win the new season of RuPaul. And we're all rooting for That's Princess Poppy. That's my World Cup, honestly. Yeah, go Princess yeah. Poppy, honestly. Like, I also really like that one. I can't remember her name, but her last name is London. I really liked her. She slays. Uh, Ollie so London? She, she, not Ollie London. Thank Sorry. God. Is that offensive? No, it's a... No. <laughs> no. Okay. But it's it's funny because it's Ollie London. But um, yeah, so I'm really... But that being said, I know I just like spoke a mile a minute and said a million jillion things but um i'm very you can tell i'm very very excited for the new season and i can't wait to see how it goes so yeah Epic. so it's time to shift over i think we're at time to shift to the Something next conversation a little more slay so Just speaking kidding. of speaking of international slay Ooh. Uh, yeah yeah we're getting so good at this like connecting i think so so the so this is this is pretty important exciting stuff uh, that what didn't get too much news coverage, which is why you go on Base News Network is to hear what what's really going on, which is that the United States held a U.S. slash Africa summit this week in Washington D.C. with over fifty or not over 50, around fifty ish fifty ish countries in Africa represented by their leaders. Uh, coming to the United States to uh, talk about uh, America's involvement in Africa. And you might think, oh, isn't this something that, you know, America does all the time? It's literally one of the 
biggest it's like the biggest freaking continent you you'd think you'd think that the united states would be like engaged with africa all the time uh for many reasons and actually it it it's, it's it turns out a united states president has not visited sub-saharan africa since 2015 and this summit is the first summit america has ha- held with african leaders um since obama was president so you know it just it goes to show that america's kind of you know, it's it's not really you know it's not like a it's not like the, the top you're not going to hear joe biden flex necessarily in the debates or whatever that he's like building relationships with africa as a continent but it's like extremely important because literally the continent with the most amount of young people right now is africa and as you might know, as countries get wealthier, their their birth rates start to decline. So, for example, South Korea used to be extremely poor. Now it's a pretty rich country, and its birth rates as the as the country's gotten wealthier, more access to birth control and everything, uh, the birth rates have declined. In Africa, uh, we're not actually seeing that trend very much. It, yes, birth rates have declined a bit throughout Africa as it, it, it's the continent is is developing more and, and gaining more wealth and more access to birth control but africa's continuing to have like have like super high b- birth rates so like literally and like not no exaggeration like africa is going to be like where most of the people are it's like literally the future and america has not been really giving much of a crap about africa op- not you know, too op- cordial not too cordial uh so you know, Joe Biden and uh, uh, Secretary of State Blinken announced they were going to be giving uh, or, or signing $55 billion worth of contracts with Africa. And I want to remind you, this is with like over 50 countries represented. So you kind of split that between those countries. It's like a billion dollars per country uh, going into you know, healthcare and technology and, and, uh, and, uh, climate stuff and energy, which is all nice stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I think we all can be happy that America is like, at least in this current moment, you know, signaling, they want to give Africa more attention, more money, more, uh, you know, like stop neglecting Africa. Cause, uh, Africa has plenty of, Issues, as you probably can, you know, can guess with with uh, health and, and climate. Obviously, climate uh, climate change is going to really hurt Africa. It's already a very hot continent, um, so obviously they 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 need the resources. Um, but you know, this whole summit was kind of uh, there was like a little bit of like tension beneath the whole thing because you know at the t- you know the headline numbers of fifty five billion dollars, America finally you know, wanting to shift gears and pay more attention to Africa. That all sounds nice and great. But um, a lot of people kind of see this as, frankly, America just trying to uh, have a little bit of a competition with China. Okay? It's like this always is, the proxy wars. It's always about the proxy It's always the proxy Even though it's wars, not you know? a technically a war, but you know what I mean by that. Yeah. And no, seriously, it's very Cold War-esque where you have two totally. big powers who are fighting for influence in the smaller, less powerful countries. Um, and I think, you know, Africans will probably kind of roll their eyes and be, you know, not super happy that America's 
paying attention to them, paying attention to them just because they want to like play power games with China. America said many times during their summit, this is not about China. This is about America and Africa. Um, but then after they'd say that, like Senate, Senate, uh, Secretary Blinken would just kind of like ramble on and on about the future of Africa and then finish his rambles with some, some jabs at China, uh, saying that China is trying to just, uh, trap Africa in debt and, um, you know, all this crazy shit that is on, it's actually just complete, like complete bullshit, complete, I just, there's no other way to put it. Like China is not trying to enslave Africa with debt. Like that is just. That is insane. Like that is insane, because Africa, yeah, Africa has debt they need to pay off to China, but they also have debt they have to pay off to America, and like a bunch of other countries, and like and and the in the UK. There's no there's no evidence or anything like that that China, you know, that there's something special about China's debt that makes it more toxic, you know. Um, so. It's it's kind of it's it's just it's it's like you're they're going there and saying yeah well, this is not about China this is not about wanting to make sure China absorbs Africa into its sphere of influence but then they're also throwing these like completely unfounded attacks at China so it's it's kind of a weird thing it makes you know you can't help but feel kind of like bad gross about for it. yeah for Africa because like it's like Africa ha- you know they have a lot of it's their potential. Special day. Yeah, it's like their special. It's their special day. Yes, they it's get to get their birth. It's like their freaking birthday, and like it's their birthday. The, the they older get to hang siblings out with Joe Biden. are like <laughs> fighting. Yeah, I wish I could hang out with Joe Biden for my birthday. Yeah, I know, Kyle. Well, yeah, it's like it's like we if I got to hang out with Joe Biden. That. It's like if I got to hang out with Joe Biden, and I was like, and Joe Biden, and I was like, Joe Biden, you're not hanging out with me just because you <laughs> wanted to make my sister jealous, right? And then you're like, oh, no, this is just about you and me. And then you start talking about, like, how my sister is, like, I don't know. She doesn't like my sister for stupid reasons. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, no, I'll be like, I okay, I'll be like I what? Gotcha. Sorry, sorry, Annabelle. Uh, sorry, Annabelle. So I would say, you know, like, all the criticism of China aside, which there's a lot you can, you can obviously criticize China for. Uh, one thing that they're doing that's pretty good, uh, you know, I don't know if this is like, an, uh, is that they, they are lending money to Africa and helping them invest in, in developing infrastructure and giving them the, the, the capital they need to start developing that infrastructure. You can have a million issues about the, the way that de- debt is structured. Maybe you really do think it's all a big debt trap. Maybe you think it's all secretly in China's interest, which I'm sure it is. Obviously, everything, you know, is all self-interest driven. But what this has done, at least, is it's, it's given Africa, um, like, a choice now. And, you know, like, now, now Africa says, okay, I can either take this, this loan from America which is what they've traditionally done, or I could take it from China. And now there's going to be competition to try to to try to win over China, uh, win over Africa's influence. And and Africa now is getting more attention from America. Like I said, no American has went to, and this was actually still in Washington D.C. It's still the case that no president has visited sub-Saharan Africa since 2015. Like what the hell? It must feel really insulting to Africans. I think so. You know, it's, I mean, it's, it's sad. It's, 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 I mean, it's like, they should partially be ex- a major part of the international community, but they're not treated as such at all. Exactly. Like, I don't think you, like, I mean, ex- like I said, we can have a, a whole conversation criticizing uh, China, but like, I think it's all just a deflection from the embarrassing fact that, like, the, that, like, China has been giving, you know, 
loans to Africa and has been visiting Africa and America just straight up I mean you can maybe blame Trump whatever they they haven't so interesting you know keep your eye on it I know this is stuff that doesn't get much news coverage but obviously you know these are like this is like I can't think of a bigger news event it involves I encourage America. everyone to like I encourage everyone to look into geopolitics because it's interesting yeah I mean I think important. the big, yeah I, I think a big reason why America doesn't give Africa as much uh, attention and, and money as they they could benefit from and need is because it's a it's a topic that Americans don't care about. So by Americans listening to this podcast, we are helping change the conversation. So Joe Biden, keep and oh yeah, another thing too is like fifty five billion dollars across an entire continent. That's nice and all, but like it's not a lot of money. We literally gave that much, given that much money to Ukraine this year. You know, uh, which is, you know, which is good and great. I'm all, I'm all in favor of America just giving money out to to countries that could, like, use it better than we can. But, like, you can kind of see why, like, um, Africa kind of is, like, they're, they, they're not, like, celebrating like crazy. Like, yay, America gave us $55 billion. This is going to change everything because it's, like, um, where have you been? And this is, like, not that much money anyways. Welp. Welp. Now you know. Yeah. So America continues to be epic. America can. America continues to be epic. They 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 did a good thing, and the good thing they did was like mildly good because it was mostly about being like conflict with China, which is kind of weird. But, anyways, um, you know, obviously this is a very complicated topic with lots of different dimensions to it. So. I encourage you to like read into it yourself. Um, I don't want to force feed you opinions about China or Africa or America because um, obviously these are like billions and billions of people involved in these conversations and uh, lots of different political uh, conflicts and, and tensions there. So that's that. I just really wanted to talk about it a little bit because I, I like I said, it's like totally not in the news at all, but it's 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 interesting. All right, Sophie. Yeah. Um, any t- any last thoughts about that before we shift over to the Wednesday the conversation? The main event. I think I'm the ready. The main event. All right, let's buckle I up. I only wish this were coming out on a Wednesday. We uh, a I'm lot of our a lot of our listeners listen to to this podcast on Wednesday, so okay. Well, It'll you be might fitting. be listening to this on Wednesday. All right, Sophie. So go ahead and. Take it away. What is what is Wednesday for people who live under a rock and do not know what Wednesday is? All right. So Wednesday right now is a wildly successful Netflix show about the beloved character Wednesday Adams um, solving mysteries and being in this weird academy and being epic and doing supernatural thingies and like solving murders and stuff. Um, I was surprised to learn about how, how popular the show is um, because I don't know. I just, it just felt like it came out of nowhere. Um, The only reason I knew that it was happening is because um, a lot of people sent me pictures of like the pro, like there's a selfie of Jenna Ortega, like dressed in her um, Wednesday Adams costume. And they're like, oh my God, it's Joan of Arca. And I will admit in that picture, it does, it does look like me a lot. So 
<laughs> no, that sounds like I'm flexing. I'm sorry. I just that's the only reason I know about it is because everyone just kept no, saying no, Joan no. of Arca. Like <laughs> I was like, okay, it do, no, it does, it does. Um, the the bangs. Uh, maybe maybe if I talk about it because it's maybe it sounds less weird coming from me than you. Like so, both Jenna Ortega, who plays Wednesday Adams, and Sophie both have bangs. They both have really big eyes. And I don't know. I feel like they just have like they just similar skin tone. I don't know. Just you, 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 I, they, I, we, we I look know. we look similar. I wouldn't. I would say like similar. she's the closest like celebrity to me in appearance that out of yeah. anyone I know. Definitely. Yeah. So yeah. that was like a little meme. Like people made a few memes about it. So I was like, oh okay. I love, but I was and I was mildly interested because I grew up watching like the Adams Family Values. It's a great. You know, epic films. Sophie, you know. Sophie made me watch it this week before watching Wednesday. He needed. I think I thought he needed the context, and I I, I think he enjoyed it. Right? We watched. I, I would Family say Value. I got a I got a lot of critical context from the show or the movie, mm-hmm. uh, for the show, and I did enjoy the movie a lot. It's a it's a great like family fun movie with like some kind of epic intellectual humor here and there, um, you know, kind of my vibe, I'd say. Um, <laughs> and I also I also enjoy darkness. And so Ooh. does the Adams family. Um, so then we watched Wednesday. Um, and let me put it this way: we didn't finish the series. We didn't have a lot of time, admittedly, but it's finals week, okay? Yes. But we watched five out of the eight episodes. We got to the the famous dance scene and everything like that. So we've we've we've, we've seen enough to get the the gist of the show. Yeah. And. In my my nutshell opinion of it is, it is, it has some very severe flaws in terms of a lack of creativity, lots of regurgitating tropes from magical movies and teen sci- uh, superficial uh, what's it supernatural romance dramas, and Harry Potter. It's just like regurgitating a bunch of just uncreative st- tropes, and the plot is so convoluted and. So just un just it's so dumb and it's also a disgrace compared to the 90s adams family movie but i am addicted i cannot <laughs> wait to watch this i cannot wait Are to watch the next three episodes or- i'm serious i okay. want to watch the next three episodes I, well i know we we're gonna we, we talked about we we're gonna watch we we're gonna watch the new episode we want to finish that i didn't realize that you were addicted though though you actually he kind of was he was really excited to keep watching the new episodes and I and I will say I like it, I think it's fun to watch too. It's like kind of like a trashy dumb show. It's like kind of fun. Um, I I th- I think I can accurately sort of describe the vibe of the show to to those of you who haven't seen it. I would describe it as imagine someone writes a fan fiction about Harry Potter and makes it um, like it replaces some of the characters with like the Adams family characters, and then watches like all of the seasons of Riverdale while writing it. That's how I would describe this show. So you, Sophie, so this, it's, it's funny, Sophie, because like fan fiction is a theme that keeps popping up over and over again in our podcast. And I in don't our relationship think, in our life and in our relationship. And I don't think it's because like we, us two are particularly like brainwashed by fan fiction. I actually think it's just because fan fiction has had a big influence on American culture and like 
our job as podcasters that's only that's to, like, only just occurred to me when kyle said yeah that, like yesterday i think yeah like it's our job as podcasters to like communicate what's happening in like the culture and literally. a lot of shiz happening in the culture right now is literally just fan fiction being regurgitated okay so breaking news the people who write this show like we're not even we're not speculating that they they watch fanfic read fan fiction we are literally telling you they like the people who wrote the script of this show are like addicted to fan fiction because that's all it freaking is it felt like i went on chat gpt said write a fan fiction like sophie said write a fan fiction where wednesday adams joins the harry potter universe exactly and then has no, to, like, like, solve it, it honestly feels kind of ai generated yeah yeah um, and i oh um, i i was gonna go say ahead. something is that okay um i want to i want to note though that this like fan fiction influencing like legit media is n- is nothing new um i think it's become a lot more intense and has actually like affected like how stories are written now um but um i want to like i want to remember the past right like twilight was very fan fiction-esque even though to my knowledge it wasn't based on a fan fiction but the story of twilight actually influenced um 50 shades of gray um 50 shades of gray was originally a fan fiction about twilight and it became a best-selling book and it became a movie no the movie is horrible i have seen it um so like yeah not, not saying it's good it usually i don't think i don't think it usually results in good stuff but like some seriously like super like successful um like stuff has emerged out of fan fiction um there's also like a harry styles fan fiction that like got turned into a movie recently or will is going to be turned into a movie it's, i can't remember what it was my but, policeman uh, base honestly i basically but not that um so fanfic so so f- so fan fictions have been kind of turned into their own thing but i now i feel like fan fiction is like actually influencing how scripts and like stories are written like the the sort of like language and structure of a fan fiction yeah 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 and i mean to i have to say though to give and i think you you, this is like probably not a very unpopular opinion but for the show wednesday yeah i agree it's 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 kind of a mystery how it's so popular given that it's like it's like a spinoff blah 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 that's like not amazing i will say though you know jenna ortega as wednesday adams um you know not necessarily like in a, I, I, you know, I'm not like necessarily in love with 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 her, you know her what? as like as a but I, but I, I do think sorry no we've had this conversation Sophie and I have talked about this um but I find I find Sophie prettier anyways um Yay. that's not the that's not that's not nice but she's 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 just you know I feel like a lot of the script is just so bad like this like. It's oh, not her fault. Ra- like it's like I would rather be I would rather be suffocating in my own pillow than have to go do you know it's like it's just like so like uncreative. But I'd say that ultimately just like something about her face. I think she just, pulls like, it off. Like she, she just she does. Like it's just I just want to like like whenever she's on the screen, you just are like she's like a like a magnet. You just like want to see what the heck is going on with her because she's so weird. You know. She's yeah. beautiful. She's beautiful, but she's like weird and like she, yeah, it's like it's like you're right. She's not she her the, the the writing is not great. She's not working with great stuff. She doesn't have a lot like, to work with here. 
Yeah. She like, resembles Wednesday. She has an odd face, I guess, but in like a pretty beautiful way. Um, and uh, I don't know. She just she has a presence. And I think like, yeah. yeah, this is how I would imagine like Wednesday Adams would be when she's like 16, you know, because in the movie she's probably like 12 or 13 or something. Um, yeah. So I don't know. And then, you know, she has that one dance scene and stuff. And that was like, I feel like the dance was a good reflection where it's like the dance is like weird and jarring and uncomfortable, but kind of beautiful as well. I think that kind of describes. uh, Yeah. And like, I guess like, I don't know, for some reason, I'm really internalizing the show just because oh, I sound so cocky. I'm so sorry. I just I it sometimes when I look at it, I get scared because it does look like me sometimes. Like, or look at her, it kind of freaks me out sometimes. So, like, but I also relate to the character because I feel like I'm, I like the macabre. Okay, well. Oh, my. Sophie. Gore freaks me out, but. So much in common with her. You have so much in common. Okay, like, Sophie was, like, the best clarinet player in her high school. And then, like, of course, they make, that's not, that's not me. That's not a compliment. That's just, like, a fact. That's, like, you were, like, the number one. Thank you. But. Uh, and then Wednesday Adams is like the best cello player. Obviously, different instruments, but like not really. They're they're, they're all like nerdy ass band instruments for like high school bands. Um, sorry, Sophie. Orchestra. You you two look very very similar. We're, we look Maybe. similar. We're both really weird. Like I'm. I, I, you guys know I'm extremely weird. Um, they're both into fan fiction. And <laughs> well, I mean, Wednesday Adams is not. Into we both fan have fiction, goth moms who are like we both beautiful. Have goth moms. Um, I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, we just, we're both kind of weird. Um, I also, I guess like sometimes I kind of like a vocal fry, like a weird voice. I don't know. My voice isn't weird. I just, I don't know. I feel like the character is like really weird and quirky and kind of like, I don't know. Oh God, I sound so cringe. I'm like, I look like Jenna Ortega and I'm really quirky. No, you like, do. I you sound do. so annoying, but like I relate to the character in that sense. No, I can't help but wonder, like, what, because like I said, like, when she's on the screen, it's like a magnet. I'm wondering, like, is that because she reminds me of Sophie? I don't know. Aw, that's sweet. That's sweet. I don't know. It's it. it's a weird thing to say. It's very weird. But, um, so yeah, that, that that's kind of made it really hard for Sophie and I to objectively analyze this show because, like, it weirds us out how much she looks like Sophie. And, and like, that's just, but I, yeah, no, it's, it's. It's silly. It's dumb. The plot is dumb. It's full of cliches, full of blah, 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 blah. But like Jenna Ortega's Instagram following just like skyrocketed tens of millions rapidly. It's insane. And I think that's a reflection of like she is the she's like carrying the torch of the show, no matter how bad the script is and stuff like and no matter how like cliche her lines are and predictable it all is and blah, 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 like. You just you just put it you put a girl with those the, you know like those big eyes and the bangs, and then all of a sudden you got a you got a star you know. So, so amen, amen. Amen to that. Yeah. So, funny show. I I would say it's worth watching for the cultural reasons, and it's it's really dumb, but it's fun. And I guess yeah. we didn't we didn't really even get into like all the insane characters that are like really cringe. There's just a lot of really cringe characters in the show like a bunch of white guys that look the same i can't tell them apart yeah yeah exactly like they're they're competing over wednesday and they're both like tall white guys with blonde hair and it's like they and they both have zero personality whatsoever and it's like i don't feel any like 
excitement over this competition over her because it's like they're the same person and they both have like no yeah oh yeah sophie remember how we were saying in the in the 90s movie like uh wednesday adams had like that like boyfriend at camp summer camp yeah it was so cute that's like such a cute relationship because like they have so much in common but so much things are different between them like it's a fun little cute relationship to analyze and they're both adorable and then in this new one it's like there's literally two boys competing over Wednesday and there's no chemistry or anything to analyze because there is nothing like what is their personality traits? One one like no, one works at a coffee no, shop? Literally not literally that's and one works at a coffee back shop. Back to fan fiction and especially poorly written fan fiction. Like this is a Wattpad fan fiction because there's no depth or interesting aspects of any of the characters besides Wednesday, but then when you look at Wednesday, of course, like there's not a lot original about it because it's basically just a carbon copy of like the 90s movie, which is genius, you know? So like, yeah, there's nothing really original here. I wasn't kidding. Like the the 90s movie, it does have like an, an a, like a level of like intellectual artsiness that like is kind of like it makes it like an actually genuinely good movie. Uh, while this show, you can definitely enjoy the, the show Wednesday as long as you just really dramatically, really just dramatically drop your expectations and just allow yourself to just... It's okay. It's okay to watch dumb shows, okay? Like... Yeah, yeah. It's okay. Yeah. So, um, and... Uh, Is there anything else you want to say about it? I know we were kind of at time, but... Um... I, I don't I don't know. I think we've got everything. I mean, I... I, I I wonder if I like the show more than I would because the main character looks like you, Sophie. I'm not even. I'm not even wow. kidding. I feel like I'm rooting. I'm rooting Jenna Ortega on because I feel like she's you, which is like really weird. But I can't help but like I. I can't li- like like you know how you say you love Donnie Darko and you love how yes, Donnie Darko looks I love like Donnie me? Darko because he looks like Kyo. Yeah, no, it's true. Well, I loved Donnie Darko because it's actually a really good movie and it's an epic and the music is epic yeah. So maybe the maybe epic. it's but. I know yeah. what you mean, though, because, like, yeah, no, whenever I watch Jake Gyllenhaal movies, like, even, like, I'm like, oh, it looks like Kyle. It's so yeah, cute. Yeah, so, like, I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's kind of sweet. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, it's, it's kind of sweet. I, I think it's cute when your, your, your partner likes an actor that looks like you, because it means that they like you. I don't so. have a crush on her. I just no, really I know. want her, I just want her to be, like, a, like, a, what's the word, like, a, uh, like just an epic feminist like queen who just like is destroying badass monsters because she's epic and i'm like yay that's sophie that's sophie being a feminist i know i'm not i'm not jealous i'm not jealous or or offended i think it's i think it's really cute honestly (laughs) yeah she she, i'd say she you two have like she uh she has like and i don't she has like a little bit like of a her face is just like a little bit more I don't know. I don't, I don't like you, you. You two have like I'd say like the top half of your faces are very very similar, and then like the bottom half is like different. Yeah, I think I my know. lips are bigger, different looking. My yeah. different chin, like different yeah. like chin. Shapes. Oh yeah, our chins are our chins are definitely different because she has like a like a square jaw, right? Yeah, like there's yeah. like a like a line between her tw- chin, whereas I have like a bulging chin, which I hate. But no, fine. no. <laughs> yeah. I, okay, we're not gonna have. Oh, sorry, chin. sorry, guys, yeah. sorry. All right. <laughs> We'll talk about this later. We got guys. Gotta, uh, everyone sure. is gonna clown me for this. This uh, comparing myself to Jenna Ortega, but 
just I, we, you, no, we no, look no. mildly similar so anywho yeah. we we it was it's a fun show to watch it's bad but i honestly like just watch it like for the lols like it, it's it's fun so anywho and that has been your news that's been the news guys this has been a fun episode. I had a lot of fun. Make sure to like share the podcast and you know like stream it, stream her, it, send blah, it to blah, your blah, mommy, blah. send it to Papa, it. send it to uh, send it Grandma, to send it to um, your therapist, and also rate it and stuff. And yeah, and we appreciate it. Every really single one of you. Appreciate it. We it actually means a lot. Like I I know it's. Uh, I used to, whenever, before I made it, started a podcast, I'm like, oh my God, stop telling us to like rate it. It actually helps a lot. So thank you for doing it. I really thank appreciate you. it. So. And based news. News network. Network. Bye. Bye.